0: And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. we got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. Talking about some NBA with some tampering issues with the Bulls, Pelicans, Heat, and Raptors. Yes, it's four teams. Talking some WNBA as well with a new playoff format that happened a few weeks ago. And, of course, playing some with it or quit it. So, got plenty of things to talk about today. Let's kick it off with the NBA side of things. BJ, tampering issue going on with the Miami Heat. Chicago Bulls, New Orleans Pelicans, and Toronto Raptors is pretty much coming to a halt at this point because a decision on punishment was made just earlier on Wednesday morning. Uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski after a 4-month investigation, the NBA has punished the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat with the loss of second-round draft picks because of premature discussions into free agency of guards Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. The league announced on Wednesday. Chicago and Miami will lose their next available second-round pick after the league concluded that the teams had impermissible discussions with Representatives of the players ahead of the opening of free agency on August second, in a memo obtained uh, by ESPN, the league wrote, "quote Both teams fully cooperated with the investigations," end quote, which was a factor in the penalties. BJ, what do you make of all the situation that's going on with the with these four teams and the tampering issues that have uh, been suspected and been going on apparently between uh, some of these teams here.
1: Yeah, Drew, um, I'm thinking that this is just the tip of the iceberg almost, Um, maybe not directly by teams, but it felt it feels like this is a sign of a bigger problem. I think we've seen this with maybe indirectly with teams where they've had players of those teams go and and try to, you know, actively recruit players to other teams, which is not technically against the rules, but maybe it should be, Uh, you know, it's. It, it, the league is is doing a you know a good thing by cracking down on this. And honestly, I mean, if it's an ongoing situation, an ongoing uh, problem that the league is going to have to worry about, then maybe the penalty should be a little bit stiffer. Uh, it should be, you know, you should discourage this tampering as much as possible. Uh, so a second round pick is 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 big, but it could be even even bigger, especially if. Uh, tampering continues to, to go on. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, when you look at uh, Miami, they said that uh, they don't think that they were tampering. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that there is tampering legitimately going on. And, and I think that this is a good start for the NBA in terms of trying to crack down on it and, and, and discourage teams from doing this.
0: Yeah, and you brought up the Miami Heat thinking they did not, you know, do anything wrong. In the statement, the Heat said, quote, while we disagree, we accept the league's decision, end quote. Bulls released a statement as well saying, quote, we are glad this process has concluded and look forward to the rest of the season, end quote. Um, As long as the Miami Heat make the playoffs this season, they will lose the lesser of the 2022 Philadelphia slash Denver second round pick that they have. Um, But, yeah, the teams, you know, a lot of people don't think they're tampering sometimes. You know, Heat, the Miami Heat made it, you know, very clear that they, you know, definitely disagree with, you know, the situation. But, you know, they accept the decision. Um, So, you know, they don't think they did anything wrong. Bulls didn't kind of, you know, allude to anything like that. They're just, you know, kind of glad it's over. Uh, Probably glad they didn't get, you know, further caught. And they just look forward to playing the rest of the season out. And uh, you know, speaking of the heat and having to make the playoffs to lose the lesser of that uh, 2022 Philly and Denver pick, they just had some bad news announced early on Wednesday, and that's that Heat star Bam Adebayo has suffered a torn UCL in his right thumb and will undergo surgery. So Mm -hmm. that puts a significant damper on their playoff hopes. Not saying it's not possible, but you know, he is one of the cornerstone pieces of that Miami Heat team, and one of the more volatile pieces at that so it makes their chances much harder in in a in a conference in the east that is much deeper than it has been in years past and you know for the most part it's pretty close neck and neck throughout uh the eastern conference right now so it's going to be a lot of you know push and shove to get those eight playoff spots
1: yeah. By the time that uh, Bam Adeboyo gets back, it'll probably be around the beginning of February where he may be back before them, but he may not be back to to full speed and, and, and uh, feeling like he did before the injury. Uh, so that's a big loss for Miami. And you look at the standings coming into the beginning of December, the Heat find themselves right now at the three seed. That's, you know, really good. They're at least tied for the third seed. So, if they can just hold pace and, and kind of, you know, not drop too far down. I mean, you're talking about the Heat right now are, are 13 and 8, but there's such a log jam right now here early in the season that you fall, you know, you you drop two or three games and you could find yourself going from third to 12th. That's, that's how crazy it is right now. Obviously, right. It'll, it'll be determined and, and everything will get sorted out, but you really would like to be at full strength to – give yourself, you know, a a much more, you know, uh, much more slack, basically, you know, room to, to, you know, where you could sustain a a loss like that and, and not really lose your, your playoff aspirations.
0: Right. And as far as this situation goes, and just, you know, the general situation of signs and trades, instead of just typical free agent signings, uh, it's often more complicated than, you know, a typical free agent signing, you know, uh, there's mm-hmm. a greater level of discussion and obviously negotiation time, you know, to get things kind of, you know, pushed through and completed. Uh, Miami negotiated a three-year, $85 million deal with Kyle Lowry in the sign-and-trade that sent Goran Drogic and Precious Achua to the Toronto Raptors. The Heat guaranteed Drogic's $19.4 million team option before free agency, which allowed them to use him in the sign-and-trade deal. The Pelicans agreed to trade Lonzo Ball, a restricted free agent, to the Bulls on a four-year, $80 million contract for Garrett Temple on a new three-year, $15.5 million contract and guard Thomas Sadoransky. The Milwaukee Bucks lost a 2022 second-round pick for tampering charges with Sacramento Kings restricted free agent Bogdan Bogdanovich in 2021. With the penalty, the NBA took into consideration that the Bucks did not ultimately acquire Bogdanovich. He went to the Atlanta Hawks uh, later on. Uh, so that those are that's what kind of went on as far as the deal that happened between uh, you know these teams here. Um, you know, the NBA conducted you know uh, you know multiple interviews you know with executives, players, and uh, gathered you know electronic messages from front office executives of four teams, Chicago, New Orleans, Miami, and Toronto over these past four months that this investigation has been going on. You know, we recently started seeing more news about it, like within the past week. Like it was kind of just kind of on the lull. They were trying to investigate and you know, on the back burner there and just, you know, just kind of did it. And, you know, we didn't—we hadn't heard a whole lot about it until recently.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you, you said so that it was up. all –
0: uh, so originally almost. ESPN reported on August 7th about the opening of the league's investigation into whether illegal contact and negotiations occurred ahead of the opening free agency uh, that we mentioned earlier. So uh, tampering is always, it, it's been, it's been brought up for years, you know, just cause, you know, see a lot of players just talking amongst one another and everybody always pokes fun, like oh, tampering, you know, LeBron talking <laughs> to another teammate or like, you know, somebody on the other team, you know, just, you know, the jersey up in front of the mouth talk right there. Up, oh, Le- LeBron recruiting, LeBron tampering, trying to bring him to LA. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, some uh, you know, the uh I think I think in the past Magic Johnson accused of it as well. He might have actually gotten penalized. Uh if, I don't remember uh one hundred percent, but you know, tampering has definitely been been prominent and and a thing that the league has kept a tie on for, for many years now.
1: you you had said it best with uh, this investigation had been going on for nearly four months. And and so they did finally were able to get uh, the results. You know, they were, they were able to, to put the investigation behind them. Uh, Like you said, it's one of those things that we've seen quite a bit in the past. And, and they, in fact, just a couple of years ago, were talking about, uh, you know, increasing the, the uh, penalty. If, if teams were caught tampering. So I, I think it could be increased even more to try to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Uh, but this is a good start. I, I think that this will will help to discourage teams from uh, from from even I, I know. And like you said, it is a little bit more complex when you're negotiating a sign and trade. You just have to wait and make sure that, you know, you you don't start talking about it until the official time that you can talk about it. So if, even if it was an honest mistake, it, it, it is, you know, the, and like they said, full cooperation helped uh, the penalty, not be so severe, but I, I have a feeling that, you know, this is just the, the tip of the iceberg really.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that you bring that up. Um, this actually, you know, Woj actually, you know, him and Ramona Shelburne, uh, their original post back in August about opening those investigations. He did, you know, have a tweet just below it talking about, you know, that, you know, exactly what you just mentioned a couple of years ago, NBA did elevate that maximum tampering fine to 10 million for teams and open the door for suspension of executives, forfeiture of draft picks and voiding of contracts. So we see that, um, you know, the loss of draft draft picks on the horizon here, Uh he also said team execs can also have their communications such as phone records, texts, and emails randomly audited. And, you know, they did get into those – did in, Did get into a decent bit of that. So, you know, that's that's how things were kind of figured out and, you know, kind of came to a halt within these four months here. Um, so, you know, in, NBA is not playing around with tampering. They're uh, taking it very seriously. And, you know, you get a max of $10 million, uh, you know, that's a decent bit of money, you know, no matter how much – you know, NBA players or executives make you know ten millions, ten million.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and they should take this seriously. Uh, you know, this is absolutely something that would uh be worse for the game if they let this go on, where you can basically just actively, openly recruit and and you know no accountability. I I we've we've seen you know so many moves and everything like that that it's always been you know kind of the past couple of off seasons have been crazy in terms of all the the moving and, and and signing that we've seen, but you you still have to, you know, there's still rules for a reason and you still have to abide by them. Even if it, you know, even if it's just for, you know, Oh, Oh, chump change or, or something like that, basically.
0: Right. You know, there's no exception to the rules out here. Yeah. But yeah. It's going to hurt anybody's pocketbook when 10 million gets snatched out of it. That is, that is for sure. But you know, BJ with, with the trades that even went down, Uh, You know, it has been beneficial trades for these teams, you know, except for the Pelicans, which they didn't have a whole lot to work with anyway, so you didn't expect much from them this season. But the Bulls, you know, not only, you know, their acquisition of Lonzo Ball, but obviously the DeMar DeRozan acquisition has been a a big difference maker in what they already were building after acquiring Nikola Vucevic last season to join Zach Levine. So along with Lonzo Ball, that did get DeMar – So the Bulls are looking really good. And, you know, Alonzo definitely helps out uh, within the trade, you know, especially considering uh, recent news about uh, Kobe White now testing positive for the coronavirus, and he's going to be out for a little bit now. So uh, definitely a beneficial thing that the Chicago Bulls were able to get Alonzo ball. Uh, But like I said about the Pelicans, they're not, you know, doing a whole lot this season, not too worried about them. Miami Heat you know things are panning out for them as well you know Kyle Lowry is fitting in really well with the uh, Miami Heat and the heat culture out there so you know it's definitely benefiting them as well Raptors on on a different end of the spectrum losing you know one of their franchise cornerstones that helped bring a championship out there and saw multiple conference finals out there in the east in Kyle and uh you know kind of in a rebuilding mode out there in Toronto you, yeah. know you lose lose Kawhi then you lose Kyle so I mean, you're losing the big pieces of that championship and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, what your franchise was kind of, you know, working off of for years, you know, aside from, you know, Kawhi's brief stint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They started off the year with an injured Pascal Siakam. So, definite biggest beneficiaries in this trade, Heat and Bulls for sure. Pelicans just, you know, kind of down there sitting at the bottom still.
1: Yeah, and and you notice the ones that are the biggest benefactors are the ones that, are losing the picks because of the tampering, which right. yeah, obviously makes sense.
0: Yeah. And and we'll see what happens with those Miami Heat after losing Bam, because you know that's that's a big piece of what they do. Bam does a lot. You know, he he's not like the primary scorer or anything, but he does he does a little bit of everything. He he can score. He rebounds it for you. He's one of the better passing big men in the league. Uh so, you know, his presence is going to be missed, you know, for the next couple of months or so um, you know, after after his injury being reported early on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, um, I wonder I wonder if that uh changes any terms anything like uh you know the the odds that the heat would go on and, and win the title with, with him being out for uh at least four or six weeks. I wonder if, if that does anything uh on that side of things.
0: Oh definitely it's gonna shake up those odds, you know, especially kind of like you know the the bucks opened the season probably as one of the top favorites you know they had injury the, problems early champs yeah right and and they're they're getting healthy again and you see them winning once once they're healthy uh you know the you know same effects are going to happen in miami heat when they lose one of the best pieces of their team they're going to lose some games and struggle a little bit until he gets back yeah so uh the odds are going to shift a little bit you know they're Odds are shifting throughout the season no matter what, but it will shift a little bit more drastically than it has been on a game-to-game and week-by-week basis for the Miami Heat uh, because he is so pivotal to what they do. Absolutely. uh, He was was a big part of why they went to the finals in 2020 in that bubble season. Yeah. Ben will be missed for sure. Um, And uh, sports fans in general will miss him. And and speaking of sports fans, sports fans, I'm sure – We all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, if you love some football. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple.
1: And if sportsbooks aren't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free chance at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL.
1: Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Now time to shift gears and go into some WNBA BJ. WNBA side of things, you know, W season's been done for some months now. But that doesn't change anything and doesn't mean that things aren't still happening. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. We, we, I'm excited to, to talk about this because I was reading over it, and, and it, just, it looks very, very exciting.
0: Yes, just some weeks ago, now the WNBA approved a new playoff format. Uh, previously in the past, the WNBA had a very, what you would call, untraditional kind of format here over the years. They had kind of a tournament-style first-round situation um, with, you know, a one-and-done. So first round, second round, both single elimination games. Didn't see uh, a five-game series until, you know, the semifinals and then the finals. So it was 1-1-5-5 kind of a deal before. And, And now things have kind of shifted to a more favorable format that, you know, everybody seems to love. You know, it gives you more games. Uh, it gives teams chance chances to play in their home stadium. So instead of a first round where if you're a team who can't win that first round game and you don't have a chance to ho- host it because of an upset and your favorable seating, you don't get to play a home playoff game. So like, for example, the Dallas Wings in their history, they've made the playoffs multiple times and they've always been on the road, uh, yeah. you know, the thing and there's no buys anymore. It's a 3-5-5 five, five format. And it's a change that I'm really all for, BJ. You know, I've been one of the ones advocating that this, this playoff format was not any fun at all. So, and now with this change, you know, there's no buys. So just like the NBA, you know, just go you go right into it, no matter if you're the number one seed or number two seed, you're going straight into playing some playoff basketball. In one bracket, first round play will place the number one seed facing the eight seed and the number four seed versus the number number five seed in a best-of-three series, with the winners advancing to a best-of-five semifinal series against one another. In the other bracket, the number three seed will face the six, and the two will face the seven, with those winners moving on to face one another in the other best-of-five semifinal series. The winners of the semifinal series will then meet in the WNBA Finals, which also will be a best-of-five series to determine the champion. So, BJ, I, I don't know completely what your thoughts have been on the current play or the previous now playoff scenario for the WNBA uh, with the kind of one and done first couple of rounds. And if you win two, you're in the semifinals. Been a bit of controversy about that, but but what's your opinion on the uh, the previous format and how do you like the change?
1: I like the change a lot. I was always kind of confused. You know, you, you still essentially are getting the same thing but it's much more streamlined basically you know instead of playing like uh where you're going with uh like 10 teams almost and and you gotta win one game here and then another game here and then you're into the the best of four basically uh the the top four the semifinals round uh you just get your chance you know you gotta basically win one on the road if you're a lower ranked lower seeded team and then you get that all decisive game three at home. I mean, that's uh, potentially, you know, a huge, huge for a team. If they can win one on, on the road, they can have the deciding game in their home building. Uh, and and so I, I think that that gives, you know, those uh, teams that are in the lower seeds, you know, much more, not, not necessarily that there's not any, uh, passion or anything like that to go in and win when it's just a one game only. But now you're given more of an incentive to go out there and compete and, and get to that game three if, if you can't just build games at home because you're you're going to be hosting that win or go home game in your own building. Uh, that's I think it's huge for, for the underdog teams. I think it, it's, it's great for those teams that – would not have gotten to have a game at home regardless. You still have to go and take care of business, obviously, uh, by winning on the road, which is no easy task. But the fact that it gives you that option and you have three chances instead of just one, I I, 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 I like it a lot. I like it a lot more better than the uh, original or than the, the format that we just uh, left last year.
0: Coincidentally enough, BJ, later in the WNBA season, I actually asked – Arike Agumbawale, what she thought of the current playoff format as they were heading into playoffs uh, for the first time in her career since she's been in the WNBA. And, you know, she had she had some thoughts about it as well. And uh, as soon as that news came out, I, I tagged the old video like, Arike spoke it into existence because when we had the conversation, she was just like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what I think. It's not going to change anyway. And then, you know, months later, here we are with the new format and exactly, oh, well, I say exactly, a lot of what people were kind of hoping for here. Um you know this Speaking is one, this is one of the few leagues well, I bet say the only uh you know professional basketball league that you know gives a buy to the higher seated teams um and definitely the only league aside from i believe baseball doesn't in uh in their early rounds of you know one game and you're out so yes. you know, we're not in the not in college anymore we're not in the NCAA tournament it's it' was time to get rid of that you know one and done thing you know teams that you know, coaching, like sometimes, you know, teams can get one game. And, you know, sometimes teams that win the one game, you know, it's not always a better team. They just win. They just play better that day. Yes. Kind of just like in football, you know, you play Absolutely. better that day. Whoever plays better that day moves on. And yeah. you know, you'll see a lot more of the, you know, teams who are actually better. And, you know, you know, coaching where it's going to play more of a factor early on in the playoffs now with these multiple games that they get to play early on in the first round with three and then moving on to five and then five. It's going to do really well. And I guarantee you, BJ, it is going to just bolster the exposure of the league even more. Um, So instead of, you know, just a couple of games in the first couple of rounds, you, you got three games on one side and three games on the other side. So uh, plenty of more TV to be had that'll extend the length of the WNBA season a bit because of, you know, extended playoffs, you know, some more games being played, but you know, the viewership is just going to go up even more, you know, you put it out there, you know, you, you know, you give the, give the ladies more chances, you know, people are going to watch. I mean, you you can, you can see it anytime it's put on ESPN, you know, ABC, you know, people are tuning in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that it won't extend the post, the, the full season too much longer. If that's, if that's a concern uh, you know, I'm never going to say no to more basketball, obviously, you know, me, but if you're worried about like, you know, more injuries or anything like that, more wear and tear on the body. Uh, I think the way that they're, they're going to do this. Um, I think you can finish a series and start a new one in less than a week, uh, at least to start off the, the, the first round you know, you're not going to necessarily be able to, to do that with, with five game series. But if you, you get, you know, the first two games in one site, uh, back to back nights, essentially. And then you can have an off day for travel and, and recuperating obviously. And then you go and, and play that all decisive game the next day. Then you're, you know, you're done with your series in four days, get another off day for, for travel. If, if you have to, or to let the other team travel and, uh, then you can start the next series, and there's you know you finish the series, the first round series, and have started the second one in less than a week, in six days essentially, or maybe even in in you know you give another day, and you take a, a another you know you take a full week basically.
0: If if I could nitpick any bit about the new format, okay, and, and this really isn't you know a new element because they did this in the current format, reseeding teams. Uh well oh no I checked that back I'm sorry I misread that teams will not be reseeded now mm-hmm. in the first round sorry I, I misread that I, I was thinking it was the other way but uh, uh yeah misreading will get you but I, I'm glad that they don't reseed anymore and just stays with you know whatever you came in uh, you know if you're if you're you're a low seed that beats a high seed you stay right there like if you beat if you're the eighth that beats a one you're still an eighth seed and there's no reseeding yeah. I like that so much better instead of you know, the reseeding element that they had for so many years. Um, so it will be good. But, you know, I, I believe you alluded to this earlier. Uh, the higher seed will host the first couple of games and then the lower will get game three. Uh, yes. If, if it's ne- if necessary, which, see, that that's where it kind of, you know, that's where you kind of get a pause there. Like some teams will get to see a home playoff game. Some teams will get to see a home playoff game.
1: Yeah. Only,
0: though, if they force game three, which – that's going to be the biggest game of the first round series anyway. So, I, I mean, it'll, it'll be cool to have, you know, that game three environment when it goes on the road for, uh, you know, that game three for the, the higher seed having to go on the road. Uh, so that'll be a cool environment. And for those, you know, uh, fans and everybody that gets to see their first playoff game and whatnot, you know, that'll be really exciting. Um, but, you know, I kind of wish, you know, it was a, a, a home and then a travel and then a back home just so it kind of alternates evenly. And you're guaranteed a, uh, a, 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 playoff game, no matter uh, whether you're the higher seed or the lower seed, but you well, know, I, I don't, in, the, in the case of WNBA travel situations, mm-hmm. you got to do it like this.
1: Yeah. And I don't mind it this way, honestly, Drew, because if you're going to advance, you're going to have to win on the road regardless if, if you're wanting to right. to be the champion. So either the road team, can win one of two on the road to force the game three, or they can win both and move on. Or if you're a higher rate team and you split the series at home, you're going to have to win on the road in order to advance. I I honestly think that that's perfectly fine to do it that
0: way. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm just, if I had to nitpick something, it would be that.
1: Yeah. Um, I understand.
0: The new format's going to add eight potential playoff games to the playoff footprint. And you know, obviously, we we stated that the finals and the uh, semifinals will still be a best of five and follow the same two-two-one format, uh, where the higher seed hosts games one and two and five, and the lower seeded team will host three and four. So, I'm looking I'm looking forward to <laughs> the WNBA playoffs next year already, just just because of the new format and. Uh, you know, what it looks like. Um,
1: Yeah, and we haven't even started the season yet.
0: (laughs) Right? And and a flashback of what the prior playoff format, uh, you know, when it was adopted was in 2016. So that was when the Wings had their inaugural season as a franchise in Dallas. 2016, that's when they came to Dallas. So it's been a good handful of years. You know, I haven't liked it ever since I uh, have been covering the league. So change is good. Change is good in this case, and, you know, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, indeed. BJ, it is time now to play some with it or quit it. All right, let's get it. And I have got some questions on tap for you, Mr. Beach I don't know if you're ready or not, but you
1: can I'm, I'm always ready. Let's get it.
0: Born ready. Born ready, BJ.
1: Born ready.
0: All right. Number one, Cade Cunningham. Of the Detroit Pistons will lead the Pistons in points per game by the end of the season with it or quit it.
1: You know what? I mean, I it's it's possible. I'm gonna say with it. Uh, he's right now good for second on the team. He's played, <clears throat> excuse me, he's played four less games than Jeremy Grant has this year, and, and that's because he was starting off, he started off the season and was trying to, you know, fully come back from that ankle injury uh, already in, in just, you know, limited time averaging almost 14 points a game as he becomes more involved, as he becomes pro- probably one of the primary uh, go-to guys, you know, where the offense is, he's going to end up being, in my opinion, probably the, the Luca of the piston squad. He's going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to, you know, have him get the, you know, the the offense is going to go through him is what I'm trying to say. Uh And so, you know, he'll, he'll get the ball, whether he drives and dishes or if he goes up for, for the shot, or if he takes a three or whatever, I I think you're going to see his point numbers continue to to rise. And so I think it's very possible that he ends up leading the Pistons and scoring at the end of the season. I'm going to, I'm going to say with it.
0: I'm right there with you, Beach. He's uh, he's done a lot of good things early on, and you know, anytime he's got the ball in his hands, you have to worry about what he's going to do to you, at, Yeah. He's he's pretty dynamic. You know, he's gotten some triple doubles already. Uh, he's he's being a big influence out there. He was one of the ones, you know, trying to chase down Isaiah Stewart as he was trying to go at LeBron. So that shows, you know, <laughs> yeah. he is already as such a young player. So um, yeah, doesn't have anything to do with his scoring numbers, but he's going to no. be. A- Either way, it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Number two, WNBA viewership will increase considerably with the new format. Not a little bit. Not not at all, but considerably with the new playoff format. With it or quit it.
1: So, do you want to like specify a number or or,
0: or just above? a 50% increase.
1: See, I don't think that the new platform is going to make it go up that much. I definitely think that there will be more people tuned in and, and keeping up with it. I just, I don't know how much the number is going to be. Um, So in turn, maybe I think it would be more substantial, but I don't know if it would be considerable in, in terms of at least the number that you're giving. So I'm gonna say quit it, but I'm hoping I'm wrong.
0: Right. I just I just threw something out there. I didn't have a number off the rip, but yeah, and that's um, fine. Right. And you know, the adding of eight potential playoff games, so I mean you're gonna get, you know, the total number of viewership uh, is gonna go up, you know, quite a bit anyway, just because there's more games, but uh yeah, and it's you know, probably and, game by game. Uh, and at that neat.
1: point of the year there's not as many sports options for, for fans to to watch, so uh, everybody that's missing basketball uh, during that time is is probably going to tune in and, and watch it. So I, I think it, you could see, you know, a substantial increase.
0: Heck, in BJ, you're never technically missing basketball because it's either NBA or WNBA. That's season. true all the time. All the time, man. All right, moving on to number three, and BJ. This one's gonna tug at your heartstrings.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The Los Angeles Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks will not be top six seeds in the Western Conference this season. With it or quit it?
1: Both. Uh, <laughs> man, I really want to say quit it, but can the Mavericks actually beat a, a seemingly competent uh, team is the question this year. hmm. Uh, Lakers have had some struggles. They're going to be without LeBron for at least probably four to five games. That news came out yesterday. Uh, And the Mavericks, I, you know, they, they've got some problems. They've won some games, but they also have, you know, not really beaten anybody that has a, a good roster, a good makeup to their team yet. And they're coming off just a, Head scratching loss the other night uh, against Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't. I got burned by this last year. You, you do this to me intentionally, where you give me <laughs> these, these things that are going to make me look bad, at, like a couple months down the road. But as of right now, until proven otherwise, I'm going to say with it. I, I, I still think that both are going to be playoff teams. I don't know about top six. I think they might be fighting. For that that seven to eight range, or they might be in. If if I think you said that the the playing tournament's coming back this year. Yes, it is. So they, they might both be in that playing tournament range. I I could see it. I'm with it at least for right now. Prove me wrong, and and please don't come at me in three months or or whatnot. Thank <laughs> like, goodness you were wrong. But
0: yeah, no, I can I can't blame you at all. Lakers have started off. You know, struggling for a bit. They they were without Braun for a time, but they didn't look great. You know, just in general.
1: Yeah, even uh, with him, they they had some head scratchers recently. The the game against the Kings, where it was like everybody was just checking up bricks or something like that, went to three overtimes.
0: This one, this latest one?
1: No, I think they played the uh, at home, and then they went and beat them like forty to eight. Run was the most recent one, but there was another one. I think like last week where they played the Kings in LA and and went into triple overtime. Yeah. And they did uh, have Braun.
0: This early part of the season, you know, it doesn't help because I don't know if you've seen the graphic uh, where uh, it's got, you know, parts of the month, uh, months of basketball kind of sectioned out for Russell Westbrook. So start of the season through like December, he's awful. And then they have it sectioned out in January where they're like, oh, so like he has some extremely good moments and like he's showing like some really good flashes, like, Mm -hmm. oh, suddenly you can play basketball in January. Yeah. then from February to April, he's like the greatest basketball player you've ever seen. Like
1: super (laughs) efficient,
0: you know, great numbers, triple doubles out the wazoo winning and just, just the best version of Russell Westbrook. (laughs) And then, at the edge of the season slash playoffs, he kind of tails off a little bit again. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how the season has actually started off for him. It's literally yeah. on pace to do what that graphic, if you've ever, if anybody's ever seen it this listening right now, says. And, uh, you know, that's been a part of those early struggles, you know, in the early part of the season. And I don't know how he's – where he's at right now, but, you know, where it was early on he was on pace to hold the record for the most turnovers per game in the season uh it like a little over four and i think it was no matter kind of what he does for the rest of the season i mean like obviously he's not gonna he's not gonna have you know like zero turnovers a game you know just but at the pace he's at like he's guaranteed to kind of have that and you know he can he's he's going to help himself out for a little while in these months and the start of the year because, you know, he's going to be a different Westbrook. <laughs> but, uh you know, Anthony Davis hasn't shot well. Uh, you know, Mello's played good, but, you know, there's been a lot of other, other struggling pieces of the team. You know, it's not the typical type of team LeBron usually has and runs with.
1: Yeah. You, don't have,
0: you don't have any sharpshooters out there, uh, you know, like a Ray Allen or a Kyle Korver or whoever else he's had in the past. Um, it's a different built team. And, you know, golly, you take this team back like 10 years ago, goodness, it would be super scary. Oh, yeah. Now it's just kind of old and lazy and with some (laughs) young guys that run and gun a little bit, but eh, not impressive. And the Mavericks, you know, they started off okay, but even when, you know, they had a good record early, I was still calling them the good, bad Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And it's really shown to fruition, you know, ever since I called them that. And, you know, ever since Luca uh, went down and had a injury when he was out for a few games and the Mavs lost uh, those three straight games before, you know, beating the Clippers when he came back in, in an overtime game, um, you know, they've, been, they've just been reeling in the opposite direction since like Porzingis has started to play well, but it hasn't equated to wins. Um, and and Luca's been Luca's been playing relatively well throughout the entire season. Tim Hardaway Jr. has not played well much at all. Been in such an ugly shooting slump, um, and and he's got to get out of it if they want to even sniff anything. But the Mavericks are just devoid of you know as much talent as they probably should have. You know the players that they acquired aren't really doing a lot. You know Moses Brown hasn't hadn't seen had seen I think 16 total minutes before Jason Kidd started him recently against the Cavaliers. Where he had just an awful matchup against Jared Allen, who's been balling all season as the second highest field goal percentage in the league, and and just barbecued the entire Dallas Mavericks roster uh, on Monday, and uh, you know it's just a terrible matchup for him. But you know Reggie Bullock in this trade has not you know panned out. Supposed to be a three and D player coming from the Knicks has not been a whole lot of either one. You know just kind of out there and just just cardio and vibes out there on the court pretty much. And uh, you know, Mavericks and the Lakers struggling their own in their own ways, but yeah, this three. is the longest reply to a with it or quit it question <laughs> you've ever heard of.
1: Three of the ten Mavericks wins so far this year have been against San Antonio. So just keep oh, that yeah. in
0: mind. At least we got over that hump. Good yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right, and uh number four, because three took forever. Number four, <laughs> Kennedy Carter will remain on the Atlanta dream in 2022 with it or quit it?
1: Oh man.
0: A lot of drama with the dream this past season.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, if she can leave, I think she will. So I'm going to say quit it. i I don't know. I'm I'm not necessarily thinking that that's going to be resolved to her liking. So I, I think somebody with her talent would absolutely have her pick of where she wanted to go if if she doesn't want to stay with Atlanta. Uh, now I'm going to say quit it.
0: Yeah, it seemed like she's, you know, ever, t- ever since the fiasco happened that uh, that did with the Atlanta Dream, it's, you know, she's kind of seemed like she's wanting to be out of there ever since just because of, you know, the specific scenario that happened at the time. And, yeah. you know, I guess it'll just be up to, you know, Renee Montgomery and company out there and the the, the new coach that they've acquired. And I believe they got, they might have gotten a GM. Uh, it's kind of escaping me right now. But you know, they're finally getting a little bit more structure. They didn't have a GM this last year. It was pretty much Renee uh Montgomery who uh recently uh you know made a purchase of uh the Atlanta Dream. Um so she's one of the part owners and I guess is really pretty much playing GM this past year because they didn't really have one, but uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen. We'll we'll see. Um if if you're the Atlanta dream though, you kind of want to make that work as much as you can. You know, that was one of your top picks. And you know, she's dynamic when she's out on the court, no question. Uh yeah. And uh, you know, we'll 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 see though. We'll see. Um I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say quit it though. I don't think yeah. she'll she'll be in Atlanta though. We'll see. Yeah. And last but not least, Mr. Beach. Okay. Getting Christmassy with this one. Oh. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is the best Christmas movie there is. Quit oh, it quit it?
1: oh, see now that's not fair. That's such a great movie. Oh, there's yes. so many great Christmas movies. I got to take, I got to ta- take the feel, man. I, I, when you got to ask me between, you know, Home Alone, you know, uh, National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation. Uh, when you got a, a Christmas story, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas die hard. And yes, it is a Christmas movie. Uh, I don't even have to Elf tell- either. Yeah. I, I haven't even said Elf. Yeah. I mean, I, I just listed the first, you know, kind of four or five that came to my head, but it's such a great one. And it just really, I mean, it's hard to go wrong because, you know, like, to each their own with whatever your favorite Christmas movie is there's a lot of good ones and and I'm certainly not going to think anything less of anybody for, for having a different opinion but there's so many good ones that it's tough to name just one like a favorite Christmas movie so I'm going to take the feel I'm going to say quit it even though it is a really good movie nothing against Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas
0: and this was a very very biased question I'm not even going to lie to you <laughs> I think this is the best Christmas movie I love it, it it's been my favorite for a long time there is a lot of other Christmas movie, movies, obviously, like you know the Home Alone that everybody knows about. I mean, if you were born back then, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I just I have a lot of bias towards Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. I love it, I love it. It's a great Christmas movie. I try to make sure I watch it every single year, so I'm definitely gonna be knocking that out in December. But absolutely, I don't, don't don't Once
1: forget Upon about it. It's a Wonderful Life. That's also a really classic,
0: right? And uh, I mean, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, and yeah, yeah, you know, just Santa Claus is Coming to Town, all those
1: uh, right? little, little uh, stop motion animation movies from the 60s.
0: That's a bevy of Christmas movies out there, yeah. But yes, this question was very much biased as can be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I don't doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, it happens. It happens. happens. It's all good, man. Hey, I love that kind of question, man. Let's, let's do more of those each week as we get closer. I love this time of year.
0: I try to toss those in, you know, maybe a random food question, especially, uh, you know, throwing some Christmas ones now and now and then, and yeah, mix it up every once in a while.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the lowdown guys. Thank you for listening for all of those that are there and shout out to the basketball podcast network as we are newly a part of their team and, and shout out to them for, for taking us on and for the opportunity. I appreciate, you know, everybody there that made this happen and we're trying to take advantage of it as, as best as possible. So shout out to the basketball podcast network. Make sure you check out those other podcasts as well. And uh, my boy specifically, Mr. Bibbs. Uh, and and the uh, Mavs Outsiders podcast. That's the uh, Dallas Mavericks podcast for the Basketball Podcast Network. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitter. And we'll be back with another episode for you next week. See you then.